Welcome to the Living Godcast. Our prayer is that this message speaks to you, impacts you, and inspires you. Please enjoy today's message, and we invite you to contact us if you need prayer, appreciate this word, or would like more information on Church of the Living God. Be blessed today. I do trust that you're praying not only for revival, but you're praying for, thank you so much, you're praying for those that we have put on the cross to come to know the Lord, amen, amen. To bring people and prosperity to the nation. Amen. Thank you. And for healing. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Okay. There's a reason I'm doing this. Okay. Renewal and refreshing. Anybody need refreshing? Mm Mm-hmm. Amen. Revival breaks change and to hear from another perspective. Amen. A regional awareness of Jesus. Amen. In his glory, we go from glory to glory. And the church said, amen. Bring in new people and refresh the family. Amen. Most of the time when we talk about revival, we're talking about reviving Christians. But anytime that you have a revival that brings the presence of God, it's not just for the church. It is for the community. Activation of the saints. Amen. That Jesus would flood our city. Amen. Because pastor said so. <laughs> you, you know what? Amen again. <laughs> Who, oh yeah. You ever heard Steve Harvey on uh, Family Food? He said, let the church say amen. Let the church say amen again. <laughs> amen. Don't know that much about revival. I appreciate that honesty. Hmm. To draw closer to God and to ignite a fire. Amen. Reach the multitudes and invite God in. Reasons for revival change. And everybody likes a good revival. You know, not everybody likes a good revival. Because when revival comes, we've got to change. When revival comes, if I don't change, number one, it's my fault. And number two, I'm not going to like it if I don't change. Amen? Let's go a little bit further. I appreciate all these responses. Thank you. The world needs Christians that are on fire with power because I need to be reminded of the presence of the Lord. Amen. Youth need to see and know truth, and we we need to rekindle our first love. Amen. Bring people in and lead them to Jesus and to be revived. To reach our city and the lost. Refreshing for the saints that are saved. To fill our spirits so we can give out what we have. An opportunity for signs and wonders. There's not a thing wrong with any of these reasons for revival. Not a thing. And what I want us to know tonight that as we pray for revival... Pray for yourself first, okay? Pray that you experience revival first, okay? It's good that I pray for for Brent and Pastor and each one, but I 
Anytime we have a move of God, and, and hear me now, I'm not talking about just revival now. Anytime we have a move of God, because we have been having moves of God in this house. But anytime we have a move of God, and I'm not changed, I can't look at you and point my finger at you. I can't point my finger at the pulpit and blame the preacher. I can't blame the praise team. I can't blame my kids and grandkids. I have to point the finger back at myself. Because if I want revival... I'm going to go after revival. You go after what you want. You go after what you desire. You go after what you think you need. And each one of us needs revival. I don't care how close I am to God. I still need revival. I want to draw your attention to Scripture found in uh, Psalms in chapter 85. And it says, Turn us, O God of our salvation, and cause thy anger toward us to cease. Did you know that God gets angry at you sometimes? Did you know that? God gets angry at me sometimes. Why does he get angry at me sometimes? Because I don't do what he says to do. I, I just don't. And he, he can get angry at me, righteously so. Now sometimes people can get angry at me, and it's not really righteously so, it's not really what they should be doing, but he's God and he knows how to get angry without sinning. Did you know that you can get angry and not sin? The Bible says to be angry and sin not. So I can be angry and not sin. I was coming home um, the other day and, and, and things have been a little a little tense lately in the fact that Pastor Jim and I went and had lunch in Lexington at the Shamrock Inn Grill, Shamrock Grill. Great. It's great food. It's kind of like an Applebee's, you know? You know, it's good when it's good food, but it's good when it's good food and good service, right? And this young lady, she did a great job and everything. And so we're getting ready to go. I, I get my to-go container. You always have to get a go container, you know? And so there's a window behind us, sort of. And this guy comes over and looks out our window. So I'm getting up. I'm getting ready to leave. And, and I look, and I said, well, Jim, there's a fire truck there. And I said, uh, Jim, I, I think that's my car. I'm in the restaurant having a good lunch, and somebody hit my car. And totaled it. Yeah, totaled it. It was a 2018 Camry. I just, I just paid it off in November, and they totaled it. But I didn't get angry, did I, Jim? Didn't get angry. I was more concerned about the person in the other car, right? You ready for this one? And I'm, I don't want you to feel sorry for me. Don't do that. Just pray that, you know. Anyway, uh, he didn't have insurance. Yeah, so my insurance has to pay for it. My insurance guy tells me that I'm, my rates aren't going to go up. I trust him, so we'll, we'll have to see. But I didn't get angry. Now, in the flesh, I could think, you know, okay, I can be angry, but don't have to sin, right? But, but I didn't, it didn't, it didn't really, it, it wasn't to that point. I mean, and it's not like I didn't have stuff to get out of the car and put in Jim's truck for Jim to bring me home. God bless your heart. I mean, he, he, he invited me to lunch. He had to take me home. And uh, 
the following, that night, that night, they, Jim and Jeannie offered to take me home, you know, because Angie had to have the forerunner and stuff. But uh, I didn't. I stayed here, okay? And, and the reason, the, there were three reasons the guy gave for the wreck. And the first reason was that he was distracted by his cell phone in the floor. Okay? I want to encourage you. And I'm, I'm, I wish I had a mirror, Brandon, right here. I want to encourage you, put your phone down when you're driving. Put your I don't, pastor, I love you. I don't care if pastor's calling you. Put your phone down while you're driving. Okay? So, Angie and I, she gets done with practice and everything's fine. We're on our way home. We're at Maple Expressway in Lexington Avenue, right there at Central Baptist. We're going to go straight. We, we start going up there, and Angie says, is that a car flipped over? We come up on a wreck of an SUV that had hit a car and flipped over. And we're getting out because there's this, this little girl, four, five, six years old, gets out of the, the back window, okay? And Angie says, call 911. We're getting out. Then her mother follows her out of the vehicle, okay? And, I mean, it was... I, I, to, the only way that baby survived was she must have been in some kind of car seat in the back because the passenger side, which actually it would have been the driver's side, I don't know how the, I don't know how the lady survived, but she, she was very calm, and she made the comment. She, she said, you know, it's, it was my fault. It was my fault. I dropped my cell phone and wretched for it. Okay, and, and I'm saying this to, to hopefully get the point across to you, put your cell phone down. And I'm talking to myself too, right? But I didn't get angry earlier in the day, but sometimes the Lord gets angry at us because we don't do what we know to do and we don't do what he asks us to do. And a reason for revival is to get to that point that, Lord, above everything else, I want to hear your voice. I want to know your voice. And when you tell me to do something, I want to do it and not doubt. Has the Lord ever spoke to you to do something, and instead of going ahead and doing it, you kind of delayed, which brought doubt, well, was that the Lord at all? And if you've done that, raise your hand. Okay, I've done that more than once. And I've learned that when the Lord speaks to me to go ahead and do it that way, number one, I don't have to wrestle back and forth, and number two, it ends up being a blessing to the other person because I'm doing what God said to do. Okay, let's go a little bit further. Turn us, O God of our salvation, and that anger... And cause thine anger toward us to cease. Will thou be angry with us forever? The answer to that is no. Thank God. Will thou draw out thine anger to all generations? The answer is no. Verse 6. Wilt thou not revive us again, that thy people may rejoice in thee? God, revive us again that we can rejoice in you. Revive us again that we can go back to that place to where we know in the presence of the Lord there is joy. Verse 7, show us thy mercy, O Lord, and grant us thy salvation. Verse 8, I will hear what the Lord will speak, for he will speak peace unto his people and to his saints. Let them not turn again to folly. Verse 6, wilt thou not revive us again, that thy people may rejoice in thee. Revive means to, are you ready for this? Revive means to nourish up. Are you hungry? Are you hungry? And I made mention from this to, from the pulpit once or twice. You know, I feel for the people that made the decision on the Asbury Revival. I do. Because sometimes you just don't know what to do. Okay? 
But I, Pastor and I and um, James Risen and Bill Freeman went one, I think it was one Wednesday after, one Wednesday morning to the revival and it was phenomenal. It was, it was phenomenal. And I told, told him Sunday, I said, with respect to the Asbury revival, what was there is no different than what we experience here. Anybody go to Asbury? Okay. Am I telling the truth? Yeah. But there were, there were no big names, even though big names tried to come. I, 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 uh, I gained a lot of respect for leadership at Asbury when they told the big people named to come. Tucker Carlson, Fox News, was going to get on a plane, come down to Asbury, and they politely said, hey, we love your show, but please don't come. And what he did, Tucker Carlson, at the end of the story that he told, he said he had more respect for them because they did that. Because anytime there's a move of God, the more publicity you get, the more people hear about it, right? But I want to encourage you to nourish up. If you are hungry, God will fill you up, and we don't have to wait for revival to get here for that. Amen? Revive us, oh, revive us again that thy people may rejoice in thee. It also means to preserve. Revive means to preserve. God will keep you, period. Don't ever think the Lord is going to let you go. He said what? I will never leave you nor forsake you. It means to quicken. It means to recover. It means to repair. It means to restore to life. It means to save. And it means to be whole. It means to be whole. God wants us whole. Amen. I know she's cute, my, my, my granddaughter, but look this way. It means to be whole. Let's go on a little bit further. Reasons for revival. Psalm 30, 138, verse 7 says, Though I walk in the midst of trouble. Anybody there? Okay, just me. I mean, I'm not in trouble, but you know. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, thou wilt revive me, that thou stretch forth thine hand against the wrath of mine enemies, and thy right hand shall save me. Guess what the word revive there means? Nourish up. Preserve. Quicken. Even in the midst... Even in the midst of your trouble, he can revive you and restore you. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thou wilt revive me. Thou shalt stretch forth thy hand against the wrath of my enemies. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, though I walk in the midst of adversity, affliction, and distress. What's distress? Depression. Though I walk through those things, he will revive me. He will restore me. So the number one reason... For revival is because we need revival. We, I don't know about you, but I need revival. I do. I need revival. I don't want to be at this point after the revival's over. I want to be from here to here, right? And that should be our goal is every service, that, every service we're in. You know, I've heard people say before that, you know, maybe, maybe it just wasn't my time. I don't necessarily agree with that. I think any time I come into the presence of the Lord, the Lord has something for me. Otherwise, why would he come? Why would he come if he didn't have something for me? Well, maybe it was for somebody else. Well, if he's no respecter of persons, if he's got something for Sandy, he, he's got to have something for me, right? 
And the Lord's purpose for coming is to what? Change us. It is to change us. So number one reason we need revival is, I mean, the number one reason for revival is because we need revival. Number two, the number two reason for revival is to transform this city. I don't know if you know about it or not. This city needs to be transformed. I was at a chamber event a few weeks ago. It was the jailer. It was the chief of police. And it was the sheriff. And the sheriff made an astonishing statement that I don't think I'll ever forget. He said 96% of the arrests made are drug-related. 96% of the arrests made are drug-related. That's something? I went to a chamber breakfast at the police department today, and they had, excuse me, there's a new chief, has been there for a little bit. They spruced up some things, and they had um, upgraded their, the, the desk and stuff in their call center. And so me and some other folks, actually, they invited me to take a tour. Listen, if they, if they invite me to take a tour, I'm going to take it, because if I've never seen it before, I'm going to see it. And it was really nice. The lady had four monitors, and he had four monitors, and they had, just for the record, there are cameras around the city that can see your license plate number. I'm just saying. Just letting you know. Now, I will tell you this secret. The only ones that are recording are the ones attached to the Winchester Police Department building. But I'm telling you, you know, at... Uh, uh, bypass and Colby Road, there's a, there's a camera there. Uh, at the high school, there's a camera there. I'm just saying. But the astonishing thing that they gave out today was the chief of police said in that call center for 2022, they took 49,000 calls. 49,000 calls in a year. And I was going to figure that out before I came, but I didn't. See, this city needs revival. The churches in this city need revival. And I don't know how the Lord's going to do it. And I don't know how you feel about it. But the church, I'm not talking about just church of the living God. I'm talking about the church needs to get on the same page. We've got to get on the same page. We've got to tell people about Jesus. It's good to have the Holy Ghost. It's good, good to be, speak in tongues. And I'm, I'm all for that stuff. But if they don't have Jesus and they speak in tongues, it ain't the Holy Ghost. Somebody say amen. Okay. This city needs revival. Let me give you some scripture. Let's go to Joel. I'm sorry, not Joel. Let's go to Acts chapter 8, verse 5. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. And the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits, crying with loud voice, came out of many that were possessed with them. And many taken with palsies and that were lame were healed. And there was great joy in that city. So according to Scripture... He preached to them first, then the miracles came. He preached Christ first, and then the miracles things. What's the Bible say? These signs shall follow them that believe, right? They shall what? Cast out devils. They will speak with new tongues. They shall lay hands on the sick and what? 
they shall recover. In other words, you don't have to wait for Pastor Hall to be with you for you to lay hands on people and they recover. Right? The man, the, the man that was let down in the roof, I'm convinced that if his four friends did not get on that roof, tear the roof up and put him down, he wouldn't have been healed. His friends brought his healing. How many people are waiting you as their friend to bring their healing? And if there's no other way to do it than tell them about Jesus, there's no better way than that. Because this city needs revival. Amen. I want to go a little bit further. Verse 8, and there was great joy in that city. You ready? Joy means cheerfulness. You know, cheerful. Be cheerful. <laughs> Sometimes I get tickled, for lack of a better word, when I walk through Walmart in different places. And I, I, don't, I don't understand. I, I know I'm not pretty. I'm not handsome. But it seems like people are afraid to just say hi. Just to say hi. You know, I'll look at somebody, they'll look at me. They'll think I'm looking them up and down. All I want to do is see if they're going to say anything. And all I, want, all I do is say hi. And then that break, you'd be surprised, church. You'd be surprised what walls a smile brings down. I'm not kidding. You'd be surprised. The word joy, there was great joy in that city, cheerfulness, gladness. And this is one of, I've, I've told the church this before. And there was great calm delight in that city. Calm delight. Catch that. Okay. And it also means exceeding joy. And the word exceeding there means extraordinary. Beyond the usual. You know, I tell people all the time, this is not a normal church. We need to go beyond the usual as a church. You know, if, if people down the street are welcoming them to them, we need to go beyond that and say, hey, how's it going? What's your name? What are you doing? You know, you'd be surprised when I ask people if they're going to join, join our uh, greeters team, uh, how they'll, cl oh, I can't do that. I can't do that. But that's not true. All of us can greet people. All of us can say hi. All of us can smile. Teeth or no teeth. I'm just saying. And I say that because I only have half my teeth. I'm just saying, you know. So let's go on a little bit further. Reasons for revival. Number three. Oh, God of heaven. To pour out his spirit. That's a reason for revival. For God to pour out his spirit. Joel chapter 2, verse 23. Be glad then, ye children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God. For he hath given you the former rain moderately, and he will cause to come down for you the rain the former rain and the latter rain in the first month. And the floors shall be full of wheat, and the fats shall overflow with wine and oil. And I will restore. Somebody say restore. Okay, let's say it like you mean it. Say restore. Restore means to reward, recompense, and it means to give again. So what you thought the enemy stole, God's going to get it to you again. Uh, that's, that's, I'm prophesying to somebody. What you thought the enemy stole, and he may very well have,
God's going to give it to you again. Now, if that's for you, let me know later on. And I will restore recompense. I will give again to you the years that the locust hath eaten away, the cankerworm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm, my great army which I sent among you. Verse 26, and ye shall eat in plenty. Mm. When I just read that, I went to a spiritual part. You shall eat in plenty. Are you spiritually hungry? Then God's going to give you plenty, not only in the flesh, but in your spirit as well. And you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied. The word satisfied there means to have plenty. You're not going to have just enough. You're going to have plenty. Amen. And praise the name of the Lord your God that hath dwelt wondrously with you. And my people shall never be ashamed. There's going to come a time, listen to this, there's going to come a time that you, this house, everybody in this house is not going to be ashamed to go out and proclaim what God is doing in this place for them to come in and give their life to Jesus, to go back and tell their friends about him. There's going to come a time when you're not going to be timid, there's going to come a time when you don't care what people think about you. There's going to come a time when you are just going to just totally say whatever it takes. Draw me close to you. And that's my prayer. Is I want him to draw me close to him. I used, the, I used this several years ago. This is not even in my notes. I used it several, several years ago in a sermon. But... When you're listening to the radio and you're close to the station, it comes in clear. But the further you get away from the radio station, it start off, starts off with a little bit of static. You can hear what they're saying, but it's just a little crackly stuff, right? Until you continue to go further and further away from the station. Then what's going to happen is you're going to lose that station. Listen to this. You're going to lose that station, and then all these other stations from different places are going to come in and give you reception because you're getting away from the original station. And I want to encourage you tonight that if it seems like you're hearing things from all over, just get back to the original, the original solid rock. Amen. We need revival. This house needs revival. This city needs revival. We need God to pour out his spirit in order to have revival. Verse 27 says, And you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel, and that I am the Lord your God, and none else, and my people shall never be ashamed. Man, the word ashamed there means they'll never be disappointed. There'll never be a delay. Watch this. And the word disappointed there means they'll never become dry. Do you remember the sermon Sunday about the dry bones? The scripture said they were very dry. When things become dry, they're more apt to break apart. When things become dry and they begin to get squeezed, they fall apart. I'm thinking of leaves right now. You get a bunch of leaves together, and they're very dry, and you start squeezing them. 
You take your hands away, there's no more leaves, but just clippings, it seems. Verse 28, and it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And I tell people I'm still seeing visions. I just want you all to know that. Right, Pastor? Yeah, we are. Verse 29, and upon, my, upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days, I will pour out my spirit. Now, I want to go back to two verses. I mean, sorry, one verse. Well, two verses, 28, 29. I will pour out my spirit. Verse 29, in those days, I will pour out my spirit. The word pour means to gush out. I'm talking about, you ever seen the fire hydrants when they're doing the fire hydrants and you're... See, you see, that's what the Lord wants for us. He wants His Spirit to gush out to us and in us and through us to them. Hmm. Praise God. Got one more. I got time. I got time. So, reasons for revival, because we need revival. Because this city needs to be transformed. We want God to pour out His Spirit. And can I tell you that all of these things, like I said at the beginning... We don't have to wait for the revival to get here in order for these things to happen. You know, uh, the thought, uh, I will pour out my spirit, the gushing out made me think in, in, in the, uh, I hate to say old days. But when I first got into Pentecost, I would heard the senior saints talk about gully washers. You ever heard that term? You know, that service was a gully washer. Evidently, the gully needed to be washed. <laughs> And what, what, we're no different today. Sometimes we need a gully washer. We just need to be totally washed. And the fourth reason is this. To reach the lost. That's the reason we need to have revival. Yes, because we need revival. Yes, to transform the city. Yes, for God to pour out His Spirit. But we've got to reach the lost. I am more convinced that what we are going to be doing with this gospel presentation and the way we're going to do it, God has a plan not only to fill this house, but to use people to get saved in this house to go fill other houses. Because it's not about Church of the Living God. It's not about Apostle Hall. It's not about Pastor Mike or, or, or Pastor uh, Richard or Pastor Jim or Pastor Matt. It's about the kingdom of God. Now, let me encourage you. Let me give you a little bit of instruction, a little bit of wisdom here. When you bring people into this house and they give their life to Jesus and they want to go to another church, make sure they go to a Bible-believing church. Because if they go to a church that does not preach the gospel, I'm just going to leave it there. Okay? Just make sure they go to a Bible-believing church. In Acts chapter 2, verse 14 but Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, Now keep in mind, this was after the day of Pentecost. They were in the upper room. About ten days, the Holy Ghost came. And there was a physical manifestation of the presence of the Lord. How do I know that? Because the Bible says, people looked at them and said, These men are drunk. 
Because Peter stood up and he said, these men are not drunk as ye suppose, as you think they are, but this is that which is spoken of by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And I don't know about you, but I feel in my spirit that we are in the last days. I can't prove it, but I just sense that something's getting ready to happen. Amen. So Peter stood up with the eleven, lifted up his voice, said unto them, Ye men of Judea and all ye that dwell at Jerusalem. Well, there it is. Be this known unto you, hearken to my words, for these are not drunken as you suppose, seeing it is about the third hour of the day, but this is that which was spoken of by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God. Okay? I will pour out, I will gush out of my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your old men shall dream dreams, young young. Let me start again. Your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. Interesting. In Joel it said, old men dream dreams, young men dream visions. This one, he's young men shall see visions, old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaidens, I will gush, gush out in those days of my spirit and they shall prophesy. The Holy Ghost comes. Peter's preaching. Okay? So Peter finishes preaching. He starts preaching in verse 14. He finishes preaching in verse 36. But watch what happens in verse 37. Now when they heard this, the people that were there, okay, and there had to have been at least 3,000 because the Bible says there were added to the church that day 3,000 souls, okay? Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? I want to point out two things to you. Number one, when you preach the gospel to them, and listen to me, every one of you are preachers. What is a preacher? A preacher is a deliverer of the good news. What's the good news? Is that Jesus Christ came to this earth. He lived a sinless life. He died on a cross to wash me from my sins. God raised him from the dead. And right now he's at his right hand praying for me. That's the gospel in a nutshell. That makes you a preacher. Okay? You don't have to have a license to preach. Every so often when we're up there and the Spirit of the Lord's moving and the praise team's leading us into His presence and Sister, Sister Hall starts to exhort, Pastor Hall looked at me and said, I've got to get her a license. But you don't have to have a license to preach the gospel. Amen. But watch this. They were pricked in their heart. When you preach the gospel, the gospel will go beyond here and get into here. Okay? You know, it's intellectually. There's a lot of people that I meet that are very intellectual, very smart. And that, there's nothing wrong with that. Be smart. But don't be so smart that you're stupid not knowing the gospel. Amen. They were pricked in their heart. Do you know what the word prick there means? Pierce thoroughly. In other words, the gospel went all the way through their heart. And what did it do on the way? It revealed everything that was not right. It revealed everything that's not right. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remissions of sin, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. How many people has God called? Everybody. How come not all people are saved? Because you have a free will whether to receive it or not. 
you also, as a believer, have a free will whether to receive what God has for you after salvation. Right? I mean, you have a free will whether you're going to go on and receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You're going to, you, you have a free will whether to go ahead and receive healing. Okay? For the promises unto you and to your children, all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, save yourselves from this untoward generation. And I can't tell you how untoward this generation is. I had someone call me the other day. And the um, University of the Ozarks, is that a Christian university? Does anybody know? I think it must be because someone's telling me that somebody has sued the University of the Ozarks telling them that they are going to allow their son into the girl's bathroom because of transgenderism. And let me tell you something. As pastors, we have to walk a fine line because you don't want to offend anybody. But when, if so, you know, every so often I'll think, well, what am I going to do if someone comes into this house and says, okay, I'm born a girl, but I'm going to be a man. What am I going to do? Well, number one, I'm not going to go wishy-washy or back and forth because the Bible says God made male and female. Okay, I'm going to be loving. I'm going to do my best. But when you stand up and you say, God, you're a liar. I am not a female. I'm a male. You're telling God he lied. So what do you do? Well, first of all, you don't pop them in the head. Okay, you try to minister to them. If they receive it, good. If they don't, allow them simply to walk away. Okay? Because there will be people, listen to me, there will be people as, as we do this, the gospel presentation from here on out to reach people with the gospel, there will be people that come in this house that will try to disrupt things. Okay? And that's the reason God has set the apostle in the house and pastors under him so that order will be kept. And order will be kept. And the church said, Amen. The Bible says that they received his word gladly and they were baptized and the same day were added unto them about 3,000 souls. Watch this, the last verse. Isaiah 15, 57, 15, For thus saith the high and lofty one that inhabiteth eternity, whose name is holy. <laughs> I dwell in the high, now listen to this, the high and lofty one. Who is that? His name is Jehovah. God himself said, I dwell in the high and holy place with him also that is of a contrite and humble spirit to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. To nourish up, there it is again, nourish up the heart of the contract. In other words, we can dwell in the high and holy place with the Holy One if we have a humble and contrite spirit. Can I, let, me, let me give you one real quick way to have a humble and contrite spirit. 
God, the talent you've given me, it's not me, it's from you. What I have, it comes from you. Who I am is nothing that I've done. It's because of you. And mean that. Because you see, none of us would be where we are today spiritually, physically, financially, or otherwise without the high and lofty one that has touched our hearts. And Father, I thank you right now because as we get ready for revival, I pray, Father, that you will prepare our hearts for such that we will see ourselves transformed first. And God, that we will see this city transformed and that we will see the Holy Ghost poured out in this place. And God, even along with that, that we see lost people come to Jesus. I speak peace over this people. I speak healing to their bodies, peace to their minds, victory in their spirits. And God, I ask you to remind them, if they don't get anything else out of this message tonight, let them remember that you said you would never leave them nor forsake them. Thank you for that, Father. We give you praise for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. God bless you. You are dismissed. We will see you on Sunday. Thank you for listening today to The Living Godcast. We trust and pray that you are blessed by today's word. If you would like to contact us for prayer or for more information about Church of the Living God, please visit our Facebook page at WinCityCOLG or give us a call at 859-745-1865.